Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics and you get sports. And you guys, sometimes you just have to do the same goddamn thing that everybody else on the podcast world is doing. And we are accepting no substitutes or changing anything because we are also doing our Suicide Squad movie review. I mean, it, it has to be done. It's a, it's a polarizing movie and we're going to get into it. We could not do uh, it. <laughs> oh yeah, you can't not do it. Plus, we're getting so close to 100 anyway, so you might as well do it. I don't know what kind of podcast Uh, you thought this was. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best reason to do this podcast. We just need the numbers. That's true. That's true. Uh, Voices you heard are the usual voices of Kevin Miller and Rob Callflesh. How's it going, guys? Good. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. Mike Leapock is also here. How's it going, Mike? Oh, going well. Going well. And my wife is also here. How's it going, babe? Good. All right, we got the same crew we had here for our Suicide Squad. Suicide. <laughs> suicide Squad. He's Soup as a side. <laughs> uh, commentary track. So we, we we got a little bit of insight here. We're gonna switch this up. I am going to ask everybody to go around the table, and we're gonna start off. And I'm gonna well, actually I should preface this by saying spoiler alert. This will be spoiler heavy. If you have not seen the Suicide Squad yet. Go see it. Form your own opinion on it. That's all I can say. And, yeah. So, from here on out, you've been warned. Spoilers. Like I said, we're going to switch this up. We're going to start with everybody's rating of the movie. Because I want to get a sense of where everyone is at before we start this this, this this podcast. (laughs) So, ladies first. Babe, scale of 1 to 10, where are you at for the Suicide Squad? I actually really like the movie. I'd give it a 7.5 or an 8. I thought it was really good. Okay. Uh, Mike Leapock. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go along with the same thing. I was thinking 7.58, and, you know, I'll justify that later. All right. Uh, Rob Callflesh? I'm going to go for a hard eight. Hard eight. Interesting. <laughs> nice. You're looking for a double four. I like it. Kevin Miller? Uh, not too far off, but I'm going to aim more towards uh, six, six, five. Six, five. Yeah, so, okay, we're all pretty much in the same range here, because I'm sitting at a seven. I, I mean, I, I feel like... I could be I, talked up to a seven, seven, five. Yeah, like, but we're all in that same range, and I don't get... So I, I, I get the sense, based on everything that we've said, based on those numbers we've been giving, that you all have the same feeling that I do, that this was a decent flick with a couple of flaws, but mostly some fun moments. Am I, am I, am I correct in my assessment yeah, basically. Uh, uh, it's yeah. about right. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, it's a Suicide Squad movie. I wasn't looking for Citizen Kane or, you know, some yeah. deep analysis of the human condition. I went there to have fun, and that's what it was. Well, yeah, and, and what I think is interesting about this movie is there was so much happening that my nitpicks might be completely different from Mike's, <laughs> you know? Ooh. <laughs> I, mean, not, I mean, just as a, to pull a name out of a hat here. <laughs> Did you say nitpicks or nitpicks? <laughs> 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 but I mean, our, our nitpicks would also be pretty different. <laughs> and I would also give them a 6.5. Right. <laughs> Googling Margot Robbie. <laughs> I, think you have to, I think you have to Google it. I think you just have to Netflix, what is it, Wolf of Wall yeah, Street right, or yeah. whatever. Good. Um, I don't get the vitriol and hate that seems to be raining down in this movie. From the critics? From the critics and 
from the from the internet too well, as well. I, like, I've with seen a lot of different sides of it because yeah. like on one side you're seeing like the the hardcore fanboys coming down on it for like hard reasons that I don't necessarily agree with, and mm-hmm. you're having critics come down on it for completely different reasons that I don't necessarily agree with. And I also have issues with the movie. So I mean, there's like I said, there's plenty of issues to go around. Now, Miller, you mentioned some woes there among the fanboys. Mm-hmm. What is the number one complaint that you have experienced in from the, the, the fans, in your opinion? Not that I've gone looking for it, but the one mm-hmm. that I've seen kind of poking up in social media here and there is uh, not enough Joker. Yeah. Yeah, you're there. And I don't agree with uh, that. I disagree. <laughs> there was He's not in the Suicide Squad. I disagree. Yeah, there too. was just enough Joker in there, and same with Batman. Yeah. They used them mm-hmm. the, the right amount, sparingly. Yeah. yeah, I I I agree. I don't because just enough, <laughs> not too much Joker. Yeah, a yeah, tasteful like, amount of Joker. It's not the Joker show. Like it's not a Batman movie. Like, and he wasn't in the Suicide Squad, as far as I know. But I'm not the comic book expert. No, but like he does show up as the guy that like is the wrinkle in the Suicide Squad's plan. Yeah, and and, and all so does Batman, and for opposite reasons, like mm-hmm. the primary character motivation for an entry level Harley Quinn. So you got to have him in there at the outset, and they needed to have him in this a little bit, I think. Uh, and like I said, they didn't overdo it, which I think was you know a, a light hand on the Joker, which was useful. <laughs> I can kind of see why they would want to see more Joker, though, because as I was watching the movie, whenever Joker and Harley Quinn were doing their thing, I kept thinking to myself, you know what? I kind of want to watch this movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There was and, fantastic but, chemistry, but, but, and it was... Yeah, but but it's a completely different movie, right? That's not the Suicide yeah. Squad movie. I wasn't, yeah, I don't think there should have been more Joker. <laughs> I just think maybe I would like to watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, going I forward, kind I of disagree like... with that, but... <laughs> And, and for what reason would you disagree with that? Uh, well, we can talk about, um, I mean, you've said it on the podcast before, Pierce, and uh, it might be a good reason to start talking about specifics about the movie. Uh, so I'll introduce it. Uh, how did people feel about Jared Leto's Joker? <laughs> I had I, I had no problem with it. I actually liked it. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was, it was fun. It was it was small doses, and it was, it was different, because you have to change it with this character every time. And and I, yeah. I I was fine with it. it. I mean, it by no means was it Mark Hamill or like yeah Ledger. Hamill or the Ledger Joker. I think that right I think is my issue because you said that there has never been a bad movie Joker. Uh, and, and I this, still think that's true. and this one wasn't bad, but that's mm-hmm. you know it's technically true. My favorite kind of true <laughs> because this one yeah. wasn't bad and it wasn't particularly good. It was kind of unmemorable. Like well, he was, was he wasn't yeah he wasn't particularly original. I mean, he seemed to be uh, channeling Heath Ledger it for a lot of it. Didn't feel like the Joker. It didn't feel like he had that that crazy wild card edge. It just felt like a guy with green hair that was a mob boss. Like, like he didn't do anything over. particularly nuts other than the stuff with Harley. Well, they didn't like, they, they didn't really bother they they didn't really bother like introducing him or showing him being really crazy because I think they kind of assumed you know who the Joker is, mm-hmm. and then he wasn't a central character. 
So yeah, and, and that's why I'm willing to forgive it. And that's why you know, like we said, just the right amount of Joker. Yeah. Whereas yeah. when you were saying I would have loved to see a whole this Joker Harley Quinn movie, I would hope that there was a bit more room for that kind of you know crazy wild card. Oh yeah, stuff no, that we yeah, love no, so I much. totally agree. I, okay, if, okay. If, okay. I, so I, so I, I don't want to see more of the same <laughs> stuff of what they did. I want to see them do more stuff, like go further. Yeah, yeah. Like start the off with, with the chase really... with the Batmobile. Like that was the best Joker we got in that movie. <laughs> yeah, where he's just like, I am driving a lake, <laughs> <laughs> and then disappear somehow. <laughs> yeah, I'll well, disappear the Batman. <laughs> well, that's just classic. That's just classic Joker though, because he did it later, where it was like, oh, he blew up in that air in that like helicopter clash. And you're like, no, he did. Like, I don't know how he got away, but he did. Yeah, there were a handful of uh, scenes in that movie. I'm like, he, that character doesn't go out like that. <laughs> Everyone knows the Joker is immune to helicopter explosions. <laughs> yeah, specifically. that. Yeah, we learned that in in the Suicide Squad animated movie specifically. Yeah. <laughs> but there were a couple of nice touches in there, like um, yeah. the the scene at the um, at the club with him and the other mobster who also had like his you know Blizzard Diablo three tattoos all over his face. Yeah. Um, uh, that was that was a pretty good scene. Um, I like that they had that sort of Joker Harley montage, which had that uh, classic uh, Harley Quinn cover with them in like the tuxedo and the harsh lighting from above. Yeah, they went straight to the the, oh, the Harley and Joker that the cover of the Harley exactly. Joker yeah, Joker yeah. Thing, I mean, they were backlit by shadows and stuff, and he was in the top. Exactly, and, it's that iconic shot that you know me yeah. as a pseudo fan, like I'm not deep into it like Matt is, but uh, you know I recognize that shot, and you know that's the costume that we all love. <laughs> that's that yeah. uh, Harley Quinn uh, Harley Quinn costume, yeah. yeah. I thought that he was kind of um, like more of a goofier Joker, though. Like when you think of like Heath Ledger and like I don't know, like like what I kind of found interesting is that they went kind of a different way with their relationship too. Like I always thought that the Joker was kind of like a guy who. You know, if something happened to Harley, the it's world's kind of worst like, abusive boyfriend. Yeah, he's kind of like meh, but like it seemed like he really loved her too and I, I don't know I just never really thought that he kind of had that side to him so I kind of thought that was interesting yeah so that's fair yeah that's an interesting because we did get that dynamic for the first time ever in a movie yeah and that's an interesting point because the Miller brought up earlier the the hardcore fanboys they did not like that and for some reason a lot of the the hatred coming from the Joker character seems to be that the fanboys wanted to see more uh, physical abuse of a female. Oh, good. <laughs> like that seemed to be their that seemed to be their beef. Where they were like, were like he's he was he was nice to her and stuff, you know. Like why wasn't he you know mentally and physically you know abusing her? Nothing and then, like, like, tortured more her. minutes. Yeah. Just, hmm. yeah, that's what, a different. That's a different movie. In this one, they should just yeah. focus on Batman punching Harley Quinn in the face underwater. <laughs> yeah, which was great, right? Because like. It, and because that gave a great moment, because if I think of, like, Batman and Harley Quinn, I, I can immediately go to this scene in the Suicide Squad, which is Harley Quinn having gone through the windshield of a car because of the Joker. Being unconscious. <laughs> and, yeah, like, pretending to be unconscious so she can get a better chance to stab the Batman. The Batman being so good, he still dodges it and knocks her unconscious with one punch to the bridge of the nose. <laughs> But then still rescues her and gives her CPR, right, in order to <laughs> in the you know, most make sure she doesn't make die. Out-y. 
CPR ever. Like he yeah, just went down was... there and immediately started like wiggling his head around. I was like, what's going yeah. on? <laughs> yeah, that was not exactly how you administer CPR, but <laughs> it was obvious what they were doing with that moment. So I was, I was okay. Apparently, with it. his oh, tongue is actually a... an oxygen tube. <laughs> yeah. when you're wearing a Batman movie costume and you can't move your neck independently of your shoulders, I mean, maybe that's how you have to do it. Yeah, you know what I never, I never, I meant to go back and figure that out because I didn't, because I was, I, I was basically, it was tough for me because when we went to go see uh, Batman versus Superman, it, it was tough for me to notice this or even comprehend it because I was watching through my the fingers and my hands yeah. because I hated everything I was watching on the screen. And I have your teeth too loudly. Yeah, I haven't gone back to, to see it to check it since. But did they give uh, Affleck's Batman the ability to move his head from side to side? I can't specifically recall with his suit. I'm gonna say Civilty. no. Because they've only done that with uh, Christian Bale, Yeah, and right? they specifically it's... made a point of it. <laughs> exactly, right? Where he's it like... Was a scene. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, I'd like to be able to move my neck, please. <laughs> right? uh, so, yeah, what I got to... coming from, from the side? Well, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, it's funny, because if you go back and you watch Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton has these... Because mo- he just has this rubber neck thing. Tank. And Batman... <laughs> If Batman ever has to turn to the left, he has to turn his whole body like a tin man. Remember back to the Batmobile scenes in the 1989 Batman. When he's talking to Vicky Vale, he literally has to turn completely to the right. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, there was so, yeah, he has to add like lumber. So honestly, he moved like the tin man. It was, it yeah. was terrible. And then somebody had the brilliant idea of what if we make his helmet like a motorcycle helmet and it's just kind of like you know, it, it attaches at the neck or something <laughs> way you can move, which was a lot yeah, better. Not have this one piece cowl and cape sort of situation <laughs> mantle <laughs> made of rubber. I, I I don't get why the fanboys hate it. I kind of get why the critics hate it, and and this is why I think the critics hate it. This movie absolutely watches and feels like a com- like a comic book. Like it, it, it absolutely feels like they took a volume of the Suicide Squad off the rack and then read it and was like, okay, they're going on a crazy mission, and the Joker shows up, and Katana's here for pretty much no reason. Also Asian. Yeah, it, yeah, it'll be other than it'll be awesome, right? And just one commentary I saw that I actually agreed with, and this made me realize it was like the the you know the wall has that awesome intro, the first act of the movie, which is like a full half hour of just doing those awesome character introductions, and all of them yeah. are pretty good. Uh, but then you know it takes up the full first half hour of the movie, and then they just throw two characters in at the last minute without introducing them at all. Yeah. Also, yeah. and the guy who's obviously going to die. Yeah. By the yeah, way, I called it, Pierce. You called it. Oh well, that was. Pretty, oh, I'm not gonna separate. Not who had one and a half lines in that entire movie. Yeah, I'm not gonna separate my shoulder, patting myself on the back. That was fairly low hanging fruit. <laughs> nice. Spoke less than Boba Fett and died in a worse way. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well played. Uh, because, like, you mentioned it, too. That was another thing uh, I saw the fanboys complaining about was the, uh, they were like, or uh, not even the fanboys, but just people were complaining about, oh, you know, that introduction scene where they were introducing everybody, that went on way too long, oh, you know. And, <laughs> which I, yeah, and I loved. And, by the way, jackasses, if they'd have gone the other way and not introduced the, like, took the time to introduce you to these people, you would have complained. The, like, there was no pleasing people, right? Because yeah. they would have gone the other way and been like, Oh, they never explained to me who these guys were, so I didn't really care about them. Why didn't they do like a, like a like a big introduction at the yeah, beginning? And, you know, 
And as, as tepid as I've been on the DCEU stuff in the past, uh, mm-hmm. we got some awesome Batman cameos. We got the yeah. first ever Flash cameo in the yeah, Captain Boomerang cool. scene. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Which I did not see coming. Better did I. Great intro yeah. to that character. <laughs> Because you guys have seen movies with me, like, you've sat next to me in movies where something awesome happens, and then I make that, like, high-pitched, like, ah! <laughs> noise that I can't help myself. No, I wasn't ready for that. I was at the theater by myself, and I might have made that noise. No one can corroborate it. <laughs> That's when I learned that uh, The Flash was uh, Captain Boomerang's villain, or uh, enemy. <laughs> oh, yeah? I had no idea. I'm like, I don't know who this Captain Boomerang is. And then when the flash showed, I was like, oh, so that's it. I do wish that we got a bit more of Captain Boomerang in this movie because I love like the Bogan version that they had of him as like this Australian rugby hooligan. (laughs) Yeah, that was, I like Jai Courtney in this film. I I liked him a lot. I wish that we got more of him. Oh, yeah. I I think it's pretty obvious that they they must have cut at least four or five scenes with him. I think. Like, yeah, like so? yeah, no, absolutely. I think it was totally obvious. Like, there was no payoff for that whole stuffed animal thing. Like, you never found out what was going on with that. You just saw yeah, it, it twice. Just, like, I, I think that yeah. might have been a Deadpool reference. <laughs> yeah, but you saw yeah. it twice, and then that's it. Um, and then like he has he apparently like when he gets all lippy with uh, Harley Quinn, like I don't know if he's just been watching her the whole time, but it that seemed really really out of place because it's mm-hmm. like, wh- how, have you actually talked at all? Have you had any scenes together in this? movie yet and then um when like when he gets stabbed and he's got that big wad of cash there was no from what i remember <laughs> it still had the explanation cash. <laughs> from where where that came from or why he had it or why it was important like i thought it was in the 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 yeah the way i took it was i thought he had money in the unicorn maybe i'm reaching there i, I have no well, idea i don't know I, but I thought that he was gonna reach into his jacket and realize that his stuffed unicorn got impaled and he was gonna be like oh <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna go like yeah, like angry or yeah, something that, like that. Yeah, that was gonna be yeah. his trigger. Right? He's gonna do a rampage, but then but then there was nothing, right? There was it's like I don't know what's the opposite of Chekhov's gun. That's like everything that was him. Like there was all this stuff yeah, that was like set yeah. up, but no payoff. Like, oh, I, I, yeah. I feel like in the in the director's cut or in the you know in the DVD extras, there's gonna be like five scenes with him. There's, I feel like there's gonna be. I I really hope they didn't do this, but it kind of feels like they might have they purposely took out stuff to get it closer to a two hour mark and that the movie might have actually been like two hours and 20 minutes originally oh yeah uh, no, i they, think that's probably they absolutely is. did somebody has already released the and, and unlike uh i'll say this unlike when batman superman came out and we all realized it sucked and they were like, well, uh, well, it's because we cut down all these scenes. And then, you know, Warner Brothers was like, check out all these scenes. We cut out. This makes it a better movie, oh, right? Oh, no. And it was like, no, no, it doesn't. It did explain a couple of things, but it didn't make it a better movie. Well, even if no. it did, that that's not an excuse. It's like, well, your movie that you released was shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, Bob, can we, uh, can we just boil this down? Because I have a feeling. Did it explain things in a way that you were like, yeah, that's what I thought? <laughs> I'll, I'll get back to this editing thing in a second, but I want to I want to talk to Lee. The one more point I wanted to make about Captain Boomerang quickly before we move on uh, yeah. was um, minutes in the movie that we saw him with the boomerang in his hand, maybe two, three uh, minutes that we saw him with a tall boy in his hand, <laughs> six, seven. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm okay with that. That's great. I'm okay with it too. It's just interesting. Yeah. Um. I, I I wanted to ask you this because this is this is something that is is a big gripe with me in terms of. 
and like the, the the unlimited the director's cut or the ultimate edition or whatever the hell they called it for for Batman versus Superman. This is what I've always wondered. Uh, Leapock, you're a giant fan of Boogie Nights, like myself, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> so you remember what's the name of the? Uh, oh God, uh, the 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 black porn star in that movie. Do you remember her? Uh oh, like the character? Yeah, just the um, character. Oh God, I can't I can't remember I, her I'm name. Just but anyway, her saying "Chocolate Love," that's not her yeah, name. Yeah, I was gonna say "Chocolate Love," one hundred percent. Yeah, right? like, yeah that, that, that's yeah. her style, though. That that's not her name. Does the yeah, years. she gets she gets married to that one guy though, right? Yeah. Like you see halfway through the movie, they have the scene where they both go, "I do." Yeah. There is an edited scene from that movie that I know you've seen where it shows him beating her. Yes. In order to be like, oh, he was he was a terror, you know, he was a terrible guy who was abusive to his girl, and he didn't like that she was in porn after they got married. That scene is not in the movie. Yeah. It is completely cut out, and because uh, Paul F. Tompkins cut that out, or not Paul F. Tompkins, what's his name? Paul F. Tompkins. P.T. Anderson, thank you. Paul F. Tompkins is a comedian. I'm awful at this. Uh, he, <laughs> because P.T.A. Because cut that out, like, they just had a, a happy ever after ending. Like, basically, she gets married, and then that's, I think, it we see of her yep. in the movie. Yep, that's it. So, that is a significant edit. Right, yeah. like that completely flips those two characters. Well, he he did that. I remember reading that he did he cut it out so that she would have so that someone could have a happy ending. Right. So, if it happens in a deleted scene, does it count? Is what I'm asking <laughs> you. Because that um, is so significant. Like that is, I think, the most extreme. It's probably the most extreme example. But it, uh, I like. It's just, I think it's the best one to ask whether or not deleted scenes count. And I think they don't. I think whatever happens in the this is just my opinion. Whatever happens in the theatrical release is what happens. Well, I, I think I think it comes down to why and who did it. Like, yes. if say um, I don't know, I was just thinking of random deleted scenes. I remember back to watching Gladiator, uh, watching through all those deleted scenes. There's like a scene where uh, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff that happens that's not like important to the plot. And then you can kind of assume that that probably happened or not. Like, it doesn't really matter. And the thing is, is that with P.T. Anderson's thing, like, that definitely didn't happen in the story because mm-hmm. it was the director's choice. And he took it out and he did it for a reason, like an actual story, like, reason t- towards the story. Right. But if someone else, say, did it, like the studio, like some studio exec, when they're doing, like, reshoots or recuts or something, Thing. They're like, hey, maybe we should make this a bit happier and cut something out. Then you got an argument for what's kind of canon. Yeah. Uh, just looked it up on IMDb here. Uh, Rob and I did. We're in the Skype chat here. Uh, the name of that character is Becky Barnett. In yes, thank you, yeah. Becky Barnett. Good lord, that would have bugged the crap out. Of <laughs> uh, oh, so yeah, with those deleted scenes, though, um, if you change the plot or the outcome of the movie entirely with this deleted scene. Isn't that then just an alternate ending? Like, that's not the, how the movie went. This is just the alternate version that what could have been or well, now, yeah. what now was. You're into, yeah, you're, you're getting into kind of a whole other territory because then you get into the Lord of the Rings, <laughs> yeah. like territory where there's 30 endings and it's like Peter Jackson just going, hey, pick your favorite, <laughs> right? Like, well, yeah, I, I think it's two different beasts because if you have like a bunch of deleted scenes that were just cut for time, then I mean, you can enjoy them if you want, but the cut is the way it is for a reason. Um, whereas if you have like a theatrical cut of a movie and a director's cut of the movie, they both count, but you have to accept them as separate entities. 
mm-hmm. um, where like, you know, some people will say like the theatrical cut of, um, I've heard on that movie review show that I like, uh, this theatrical cut of Kingdom of Heaven uh, was hot garbage, but the director's cut is like the dude's top ten movies of all time. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to go back to what Leapock was saying about how you were wondering about Captain Boomerang and whether or not he had actually been in any scenes with Harley Quinn, and I agree with you completely, and you could tell through stuff like that and how the tone kind of shifts from scene to scene between like them joking around and them being kind of dark and serious. You can really tell where they had to fight with the studio over how the movie was going to be edited. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell where they were like, you know, just throw in a joke here. Right. And, and, and stuff like that. And that, that kind of made for, for and maybe that's the controversy here because there was that tone. moment, uh, you know, last May or April, or sorry, March or April, um, where after BVS came out and it had the big opening week and everyone was like, all right, we can rest easy. And then another week went by and they're like, oh shit, we have to do some reshoots of, uh, of Suicide Squad and everyone lost their damn mind. And David Ayer told us that everything was going to be okay. Um, yeah. Do we think that, that this is the result of that? Like, because there were obviously some harsh edits made in here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were definitely, yeah, there were definitely harsh edits because uh, what I was going to say earlier and I, and I got off track was they have somebody released an entire list of a bunch of scenes that got cut from this movie. And one of them people were uh, wondering about because apparently there's like this huge, there was a scene that got um, not leaked, but like there's like a. You can't hear what's going on, but somebody shot a video of them just shooting a scene, and it's uh, part of the Joker-Harley origin, and you can tell oh, it's supposed yeah. to be. Is it, Joker. Does it explain why they, jumped, why they jumped into that vat of warm milk? It sort <laughs> of does. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, it oh, does so the... <laughs> Well, they were at Ace Chemical, right? Just going down. Oh, I know, but it just, it just looked like halfway yeah. between like eggnog and wood glue. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely <laughs> did. Yeah, it, it absolutely did. It looked like it certainly looked like a big vat of semen. But uh, <laughs> well, hey, I didn't go there. But <laughs> we were all thinking it. I just this said the it. horse jizz factory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why are you brewing this? Like, wait, don't we? Don't we turn horses into glue here? Pierce, your wife no. is on. The no, that's that's the, that's the next vat over. Oh, hi. We, we might have got them mixed up. But, well, it's supposed to be them, like, out in front of Ace Chemicals, and the Joker's there in that purple Lamborghini and stuff, and, and uh, she, uh, Margot Robbie's still in the Dr. Quinzel outfit, and it shows him beat her, like, slap her. Like, she, like we don't know the dialogue, because it's, it's like, somebody who's, oh, it's a fan from the phone from, like, 300 meters away. Yeah, exactly. So the fans were like, why did they cut this scene? Because apparently, again, they needed to see more female abuse. Like there, hey, there wasn't that probably female... wouldn't have tested very well. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't enough female abuse for the... Why the, was this the cut? Well, think for two good. fucking seconds. <laughs> for the hardcore, yeah, bat fans. I know it's hard to take yourself out of your fedora and into someone else's shoes, but maybe think for two fucking seconds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, it's fine. Um, I wanted to say one more thing about Captain Boomerang, and then we could move yeah, on yeah, to that sure. character. Talk about some of the other ones. I was upset when he came back, like when when Rick Flags when they were in the bar scene and Flags smashed the thing. It was like, you all can go. Oh, I'm not going to. You can go, and then, and then he yeah, and then yeah. he didn't need to have like yeah, three more beers in the run. I, 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 yeah. I was seriously hoping he'd be gone for the rest of the movie. I, I was too. 
But that would have been to, like that, that would have been so of his character or he'd too. Come back like accidentally, like legit, like they like, fucked him. Like somewhere. he got lost and ended up back with the kids. That would have made more sense. They're like, oh, we got to raid this place, and he's just sitting there like downing a case of beer, and he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, good thing I found you guys. Like a stolen, yeah. stolen taxi, and he just like crashes through a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I made it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um. The. <laughs> Yeah, he showed up in time for that final fight scene at Union Station. I don't know if you guys noticed that. <laughs> that was yeah, he threw a boomerang. It was completely ineffective, and then he got kicked. Well, no, it was just the fact that the the final fight scene was in the middle of Union Station with all those columns and stuff going on there. I thought that was uh, rather special for us Canadian folks cool. who have stood in that. Oh scene. yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Will Smith. Pretty good. <laughs> I I thought he was great. I mean, like. Can I just say, I, like, I, I love that, that intro shot of uh, Deadshot, because that was Deadshot, <laughs> where he's on the building yeah. about to assassinate the guy, and he's like, I'm not killing anyone until I see these numbers in my account. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then double it, because you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just and, yeah, one and shot off was... of Ricochet, and he's like, all right. <laughs> and we're done. Yeah, and then he got out of there, and then he, he just went... I mean, the only thing that I... was kind of sketchy. He's like, all right, now I'm going to put on this villain mask and fly away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, why didn't you have the mask on the entire time? Oh, but whatever. CGI mask, and now I'm not here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, here's my magic mask, and now my stunt double will make my getaway. <laughs> That's essentially what it was. But, uh, but yeah, good. Um, yeah, I, I thought he was great. The, the the scene with uh, the scene at the end when the enchantress tried to like you know have his like the the vision of his daughter step in front of the bullet bullet. I was like, that's actually pretty poignant yeah. based on what has gone on. Like, hey, we got some Deadshot character development in this. Yes, right? <laughs> in this it movie was... with a, an ensemble cast of like 18 people. <laughs> yeah, it was weird that I think the most character development went from Deadshot and then the second most character development went from, you know, F-tier villain El Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they tried. They we'll tried. <laughs> no, I, I like, think they I did a good job with El Diablo. Not knowing, like, again, like, I'm not a DC person, so most of these characters, I had no idea. Well, and here's the thing, Rob, and this is why it's kind of good that they tried with El Diablo and and did a pretty decent job, uh, because going into this as a, you know, sidelines DC fan, you you know who Harley Quinn is, you might know who Deadshot and Amanda Waller are. You don't know who the fuck El Diablo is. <laughs> I only know of Deadshot and uh, and Waller because of Assault on Arkham. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I suppose that's when I also would have heard of Captain Boomerang as well. But other yeah. than that, yeah, Harley Quinn, Joker, and Batman were the only three names that I knew of in this movie. This is a real sophomore introduction to you, Rob. I hope you. I'm glad you enjoyed this movie as much as you did. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the wild, wider world of DC. Well, and, it's true, and I did enjoy it. So I'm like, hey, if DC's going to do this, and I'm looking forward to the Wonder Woman movie. So I was like, if this is what DC's going to do, yeah, we got that. Marvel trailer. needs to, you know, pick it up just a wee bit. <laughs> wow, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know if I go that far. Listen, this was a deep are you saying, are you saying we're not gonna, you're, they're not going to put pressure on Marvel? Listen, yeah. Man of Steel was not a good movie. Uh, oh, Batman vs. Superman was a garbage movie. Uh, this was an okay was movie, and that's the strongest thing that they have. So. Yeah, was, this was an acceptable yes. movie, but they're not exactly building on... Yeah. They, they don't have a stable foundation for their particular... Uh, 
for for what they're trying to do right now with the DE with the DCEU, which is a dumb name. And Miller and I have said they should go with uh, the the official coin term on the crossover podcast is the DC Cinematic Universe, which we have been referring to as the DCCU, which is just NCAA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the NCAA, but it's also just a thousand times better than the DCEU, and the E stands for extended. Fuck you. It's not extended. <laughs> like, Come on. Bad. It's bad. Because, no, that's right. It's not extended. It does not make sense. As kind of a segue, because I... I can't even get the initials right. As kind of a segue, because I desperately want to talk about Amanda Waller. Oh, yeah. Uh, can we talk about the uh, Will Smith, Viola Davis scene in the uh, firing range? Oh, yeah. Because... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that, that one scene of reminds you that there are two actors in this scene, and everyone else can go fuck them. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Uh, Viola Davis, fantastic. Destroyed Please. it. Is Amanda yeah. Waller? Oh, like, I'm so happy yeah, with that. Performance. Yeah, blew everybody else off the screen because, like, this is why I get that the critics kind of don't like it because the scene where they get to the building and Waller was like lying to them the whole time about like. We're rescuing somebody, and then it was really just kind of a test run yeah, for her. Like, wow, they're... what a crappy plot step! It's like, no, you yeah. don't get. It. <laughs> no, it's like, no, that's very that's much baller. the fall. Yeah, uh, they, which is, I, I get why. I guess why the critics hated it because, and and Rob mentioned this earlier, where Rob was like, where, where Rob said that I know these three guys. Yeah. David Ayer made this movie going, okay, you know Harley Quinn, you know the Joker. Yeah, you might have heard of some of the guys. Yeah, or so you watched, he, he, uh, you know, you, you've seen like Arrow or something at most, yeah. and you know who Deadshot and Captain, maybe yeah. Captain Boomerang are. So he just kind of went in this going, I'll give a, I'll just sprinkle in the background, but we're not going to spend a lot of time spinning the web on everybody, right? Because let's just get in there and have a bunch of people shooting at shit and, and you know, have, have, Oh, you sure. know, and Katana show up for no reason and, and start slicing. Well, the movie started off. right off with that, like from all the trailers, it started with that dinner scene with, I want to put a team together. It's like, oh, shit, yeah. we're getting right in. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, stuff. that's a good place to start. I mean, just go for it, right? Well, I mean, considering the plot and the amount of characters you need to introduce, you, there's no time to fuck yeah. around. No, there yeah. absolutely isn't. <laughs> and they really didn't waste any time. And I mean, I feel like the movie could have been a lot better with another 15-20 minutes tacked on. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, the thing is, and I mean, it's kind of perfect for that kind of character, and I mean, if we're getting into that sort of theming, um, where Amanda Waller is all business, so it's just like, here's the first scene, it's an Amanda Waller scene, and we're getting into it <laughs> immediately, <laughs> because that's what that character's about. Yeah, and her, like, stabbing the Enchantress's heart with, like, not... She's, like, doesn't even think about it. She's just, I'm pissed off, and now I'm just going to stab... Yeah. All he says is, she's bolted. He's like, all right, I'm going to stab it with this pen. That was a little... That was kind of convoluted. That was the one thing I I, kind of was like, all right. Well, the editing... Two minds about it, and I think, honestly, I come down on that not being a great thing. Well, the editing of that scene was kind of a mess, just because it was really, really chopped together. You, You didn't... I, I just didn't understand at all what was going on. And then all of a sudden she's just starting with a pen. I was like, oh, well, I guess this is the scene where Enchantress runs off and becomes a villain and, and she tries yeah. to kill her. But why doesn't she just have a kill button in that briefcase? Yeah, that's that was my thing where, where Waller would have absolutely just had a, I push a red button on this and thing. Like, was, there center. was something like that. I, yeah. I don't that button was, I'm going to kill her. Yeah, it yeah. was that button. <laughs> I guess, yeah. But why she didn't press press it was a little complicated. And also it was just kind of like, 
here's our insane uh, wildcard weapon, which is the Enchantress. And by the way, when she first, the, the way they edited her first transforming, where like oh, it panned so in. Oh, that was yeah. So oh, okay. yeah. Where it panned down to the hand you know and then the hand came out, flipped the, around. I felt all of the effects with the Enchantress yeah. were fucking top notch until yeah. she became her final form where you could actually see the actress's yeah. face. And then that this was awful. Like, yeah, like awful. Like I, when I, I was, I, I saw it with Liz and afterwards we were talking about it and I was like, it's like having a gourmet meal and finding a hair in it. Like that yeah. scene was actually, like, it was more like, 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 like she's doing that jig. Like she's just like dancing around like an idiot. And it's all, oh, it looks yeah. so bad. And like yeah. all those lines were drawn on with like magic marker. And it's like, what the yeah. hell is happening? Can it I, was more like, it was more like here, here Leepok, we're going to give you this really sweet, top-notch, five-course meal. And, like, you know, the first part's going to be, like, you're going to get, like, some nice prosciutto, and you're going to get all this, and you're going to have some nice filet mignon, but your desserts, we're going to get you some cherry jello. Boy, it's like, those first four courses were really good. But, but then, uh, then you're eating it, and you're like, wait, is there an olive in here? What the hell? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, it's like, well, what if you like cherry jello? it's not bad it's just it doesn't fit with the rest of what was going on is yeah. what i'm trying to say right yeah. like yeah, yeah once she went to that final form she also stopped becoming really a part of the movie yeah yeah another well, thing i will say I, one thing about that though uh, uh first female villain in like what at least a decade <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is yeah. that something that Liz pointed out was that she, in her final form, like she started off all badass, and then as soon as she met up with her brother, she's all yeah. like, "Brother, do everything for me." Yep. Yeah. She's all like, and it was brother, very make ghost. them worship me. Brother, beat up these people, and it's like yeah. seriously, like she actually was an awesome, strong, like female villain, and then all of a sudden she meets a man. <laughs> yeah. And it was very Ghostbustery, Ghostbustery too. Like the like the original uh like Ghostbusters 1 with Bill Murray and the crew where they were just like in a building with a giant beam shooting into the sky and yeah. there was this god woman there and I was just like yeah, I was kind of half, half expecting yeah. someone to be like I'm the gatekeeper. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or Rick is all like no June oh, come god. back to me. There is no June. There is only Zool. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly what it would have been. Uh, the, uh, there's a couple of things. Um, I want to talk to the Marvel stands who are ripping on the uh, the Suicide Squad. Well, um, you can't stop these people fighting each other. <laughs> no, I'm not. But, I mean, I don't get it. This is just, like, classic nerd stuff where it's like, you have to choose a side. You can't, like, Star Trek and Star Wars. Ah, right? And it's like, you can't, like, DC and Marvel. You have to pick a side. And then and Apparently you find... can't be a comic fan and also be reasonable. <laughs> exactly, right? It, it's ridiculous. Um... <laughs> We had another faceless army in this this movie, yeah. which it's just you just have to do it right because you can't have like you, you can't have the guys even if they're supposed to be a group of bad guys who are mercenaries and stuff you just can't have them shooting regular people in the face yeah. right like it's, <laughs> yeah. you've got to turn them into these you need your Chitari army you need your army of like plastic guys with boils oh, that. <laughs> they did look, yeah. They looked like the putties with boils in in this thing. Yeah, you needed your your Mighty Morphin Power Rangers putty army, where it's like we can just ruthlessly slaughter these, and no one you will care. <laughs> yeah, no one will care. Did anyone ever happens. play a video game like 2009? I want to say called Prototype. Oh yeah. No, I was really no. getting that vibe. Yeah, that's what like these good like bio monsters. <laughs> 
Where it's like almost, where it's like almost zombie apocalypse, but also like this weird sort of alien mystical vibe to it. And and the big guy is like has all of kind of actually now that I think about it, yeah, all the the yeah, he's got the I'm gonna reach up with my giant extendo arm and tear a helicopter out of the sky, right? Yeah, yeah, blow up something. Yeah, no, I did all that in that video game. My proto disease powers. (laughs) (laughs) You know who was weirdly fun in this movie was Ike Barinholtz. As the like, as the guard who was like, you know, just antagonizing everybody throughout the movie. Oh, oh yeah, and they <laughs> right? the like helicopter. Yeah. That one yeah. fell immediately into the Joker's pocket. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like, oh, I just thought it was funny. Like when they had him show up at like that weird casino with like a leopard print suit or whatever. I was like, that's good stuff. Uh, it was very it, like. A lot of this movie was very hot topicy. That was one of the things that, uh, like, one of the some of the complaints that if it, like some some people were calling it hot topic the movie, which I get a little bit, but yeah, I don't know what you were expecting. You saw the trailer, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's like <laughs> very much so. It's like yeah, there wasn't much left out of the trailers that like you could piece together the whole movie. Like once you figure it out, it's like that's all backstory. The rest of this is the movie. It goes in that order. It's all there. Contrary to the Hot Topic thing, though, I did enjoy uh, Killer Croc's velour tracksuit. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I was, uh, babe, Killer Croc has often been your least favorite of the Batman villains. How did you feel about Croc in this one? He was actually kind of sweet, I thought. I didn't think he was as scary as, like, what's the video game that you play where he kind of jumps that Batman from the from under the water? Yeah, yeah. In Arkham Asylum. In Arkham Asylum, yeah. When he's, like, it's basically the world's like, most deadly game of Marco Polo. Yeah, it, it's, it's alien. <laughs> no, that's, that's yeah. Would, would you say he's pretty gorgeous or beautiful, whichever word he used to describe himself? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty cute. Yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. I just... And Harley, I mean, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. There was certain... I'm beautiful. I think, it's, I think it's time we discuss Margot Robbie and the first iteration live action version of harley quinn i want to give rob the lead on this because he has been i think outside of me you're probably the biggest harley quinn fan i know Yay. <laughs> i want to give i did it <laughs> i want to i want to get your opinion on as, as a as not an outsider but as, as a guy who just kind of dips his uh, not toe but you you get a whole you, i think you get both feet in the water yeah. like you're you're the guy who sits on the edge of the pool and kind of dangles. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, the the guy that I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah, but I'm not going to jump in. He goes to the pool, but he doesn't take his shirt off. Literal <laughs> metaphorical surface level. <laughs> uh, so, I, what set you on Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn? I thought she did a great job, and the way that they wrote the character and everything, it was played very well um, mm-hmm. because it still had. It was still just a little bit serious, but there was a lot of just goofy, stupid shit that she yeah. did constantly. Um, like in the plane, when she just goes right up to the window, it's like, look at that shiny over there or whatever. Yeah. She's like sticking her head. Like she's got her nose pressed up against yeah. the glass. Like just yeah. random comments that seemingly come yeah. out of nowhere or, mm-hmm. um, but also in the last, in the final battle, like she's still going around swinging her baseball bat. It's like, what? yeah. Um, the entrenchers on the back of the head, it does nothing. It's like, uh, oops. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. yeah. Like that scene was to me was right out of something from the animated show or 
Yeah. So yeah, entirely. Um, uh, the the scene for me that was like, you know what, this is a good written and portrayed Harley was the that's the killer app line, <laughs> which oh, seems yeah. like something Harley would say. Yeah. So cheesy. Like, and yeah. it, it was so funny because the, when I saw it, like the theater was pretty reactive. Everyone was like laughing and having a good time. When she's like, that's a killer app. I swore I actually heard a cricket go. Like it yeah, was yeah. just like dead. I loved it. I'm oh. like, you know what? That's that's a good. That's like that's a shitty enough pun that I can believe Harley Quinn doing it. <laughs> yeah. I might have heard one guy go, ugh. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> uh, they went for it. That's why I like it. Um, she slipped in and out of the accent a little bit. Yes. But overall, I'd say she 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 was there with yeah. it. Like for for me, like when I think of Harley, I still hear um the voice from Arlene Sorkin. Yeah, yeah, Arlene Sorkin, um, or even Tara Strong. Yeah, well, Margot Robbie's not Jewish enough to to get that to to just get that. Yeah. So <laughs> as soon as like yeah. okay, I I had to, to get that Arlene Sorkin that it's like yeah. I'm not going to hear that voice. No, and that's fine because it's not. They're not just doing the animated series, um, but it was still incredible. I still enjoyed it. Uh, mm-hmm. And I forgot whatever I, my other thought was. <laughs> well, that's true. The character. I mean, the uh, animated series was her genesis. Yeah, yeah that is where she was created. I, I just it all she got into the elevator. I just have to say, like, I wasn't a huge fan of the elevator scene, but just when they're like, "All right, let's go do this," and then she's in the elevator and she's like, "Bye." I yeah, thought that was, was great because I also think that was Harley. Yeah, that's yeah. So how did they beat her though? Well, I just assumed they did like some weird without Slipknot. The guy who Slipknot got climber. <laughs> yeah, he's the world's fastest climber, which I can't. She's also incredibly dead. So yeah. that must be a painfully slow elevator for everyone else to have run up the stairs so fast. Yeah, apparently that elevator yeah. is the elevator that's in my building. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, there you go, Leepa. Not quite the elevator fight from uh, Winter Soldier, but not bad. No, but yeah, but decent enough. And any movie, and this is a lot of people are ragging on the soundtrack of this movie. Oh, to that, I, I say, thought it was fantastic. Fuck you, fuck you. If you any movie where you put, I don't care what the context, I don't care how out of place it is, I don't care how little it matters. <laughs> if you play K 7s come baby, come. I am with it. Yeah. That is About a third of the way through this movie, I'm like, Pierce yeah. is going to buy this soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> Using real <laughs> Earth dollars. <laughs> this soundtrack is what you're saying. Like, because everyone on this pod has driven in the car, and driven in my car at least once. And if you've driven in Matt Pierce's car at least once, you have heard Come Baby Come by K7. I'm like, how do I know this song? <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly like, that was one of those moments where I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like they started playing it. And like, cause there were people, I remember I heard people saying that, uh, I don't remember who, one of the internet videos I watched said that they felt like the internet or they, they felt like the soundtrack was talking down to them. Like, like it was like the soundtrack was trying to tell them how to watch this movie, which I don't know. I think that's, <laughs> I, I, to me, that's, that's, let me get you some, some big sugar cubes for your high horse is, is what I think that, that I, I didn't get that whatsoever. Yeah. There were a couple of songs where it was obviously, uh, where I would have chosen a little bit of different cause it was a little cliche. Like there were a couple of moments where it was a little cliched, the, uh, the, the song that they chose, like, uh, when they played, uh, 
House of the Rising Sun. I thought that was a little that that was low hanging fruit, and and they were just like, all right, so let's I, just I, grab. I, don't mind, I like that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that song too. Yeah, but no, I it, thought that was a good one. I thought there was worse. Yeah. There were worse. But like, and they were doing. That, the, but... Yeah, they were doing the character introductions, and they were playing, you know, like you don't own me for Harley Quinn and stuff. Like, I, I was like, this is good stuff. I am really enjoying this opening sequence. I was worried it was going to be like BVS, where it peaked five minutes into the movie. But uh, oh yeah, I, I, you know what? Once I got ten minutes into that movie, and we we're still in like Harley Quinn's intro scene. I'm like, hey, I already like this more than BVS. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. I, I <laughs> now it's a freebie. <laughs> Well, like we had discussed yeah. earlier, it was a very low bar that they had to get over, but they still oh, had to lift their foot. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they they got over the BBS. Yeah. I feel like they got over the BBS bar, but like, you know how when you do the high jump, you got to arch your back and then kick your legs over? I feel like they didn't execute the leg kick enough, and they clipped it with the heel, and the bar, like. Wobbled. The, yeah, the bar definitely wobbled, but managed to stay on. <laughs> Therefore, it was a legal jump. <laughs> it was not a clean, like, it was not a Convoluted clean. Convoluted sports it, metaphor. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the crowd did not cheer. They went, ooh. Yeah, they're like, ooh. Judges are going to have to review this one. <laughs> this, I feel like this movie, everybody's on its dick right now. I don't <laughs> We are. No, I no. Don't the know. thing is, I do get it because I can fully understand where people are coming from from both sides of it because this movie does does have issues. Oh yeah, yeah like, it, no, it was, it was a, it's basically an editing nightmare. Like it, it was is. a complete disaster. And it's a simplistic it's plot what? that's delivered in probably the most convoluted way possible. Oh my god! Like yeah. there's so many scenes that make absolutely no sense because there's either no setup or they seem to have been shuffled into yeah, the movie or they cut out like the, the ten minutes preceding it. <laughs> it's like it's like when you when you said that it reads exactly like a comic book. It's like yeah, sure, except yeah. if they ripped out ten pages and then shuffled them in randomly into the book. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I feel like I feel You're like page feel sixteen. Like... I thought I just read page three. Huh, whatever, I'll go with it. The one scene, this, I was just gonna say, the one scene that comes to mind with for that specifically is it was in the trailer constantly. It's when Harley Quinn smashes the window and goes. Oh my god! Yes, yeah, like, that, yeah, that came out of fucking yeah. nowhere. Absolute trailer scene. That, Absolute. And, trailer and that movie scene. that like in the trailer, it was set up with them like walking along the street and yeah. the, like hero shot, and then smashing, and then Harley Quinn ruining the 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 scene by doing uh by robbing the thing, and that that yeah. was a good setup. That was a comedic yeah. setup. This in one the movie, smash cut back to a smash. Yeah, it, it was yeah. it was it was fucking like showing the the evil machine blowing up or whatever, and they're like, oh, we're gonna destroy the world, and yeah. then all of a sudden Harley sure, Quinn's robbing yeah. a purse. It's like what? Why? I'm pretty sure someone was in the middle of a sentence when they cut to that scene like someone was like i think we should yeah oh uh, yeah that i agree completely and that was so noticeable because that scene was so prevalent in all of the trailers right exactly. that yeah. yeah they uh, they should have edited that out of the film just that her smashing thing everybody would have would have been like where the hell was that scene when i went to go see and, the movie well, it's also I, but also who missed cut time yeah like, where they yeah made a bunch of cuts to get it down to that two just after a two-hour mark and they just mm. got rid of – there might have been five seconds of lead time into that when they actually had it. So yeah. maybe it would have made sense. Maybe it would have just been what was in the trailer, and there was like two seconds, but yeah. Yeah. That, that, I hated that part from the trailer because when I first saw that, that kind of made me think that it was – she wasn't going to be a, a good Harley Quinn. I was yeah. like, ah, oh, like don't be like super cheese. Yeah. Which I don't – Yeah. 
I don't think she was. Like I, I'll tell you, no, I, she was good. I yeah. really well, now Margot her. Robbie has gone on the on the uh, record basically saying like she didn't like a lot of the like cheesecake stuff that they threw in for Harley in this movie, and now that they're kind of uh, dancing around the idea of giving her her own movie in the DCEU or the DCEU. Um, the did you? The Daku. The Gucky. Yeah. <laughs> It's pronounced a gucky. <laughs> uh, now that they're kind of dancing around the idea of giving her her own movie, maybe they'll kind of play a bit more that way. Um, I've actually heard some people saying, like, you know, hey, let's also play a light hand with the Joker in her own standalone movie, and hey, let's introduce Poison Ivy, because they make a great combo. I was just about to say, it's like, Joker's still going to be secondary, and they're bringing in Poison Ivy for that one. How awesome would that be? Who doesn't love that? Yeah, I would yeah, happily pay money for that. Harley and Ivy. <laughs> Christina Hendricks is Poison Ivy. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. I had something to say. I agree with Leapock that the, the Harley smash thing, I think the two most prevalent moments where it was a, I don't want to say badly, where, where something went wrong with the editing process of either, you know, they forced them to put these scenes in or they were like, you know, add this. That was, I think, the most prevalent. The second one where it was like, it was really poorly edited to me was like Rick, when they were like Rick Flagg and the Enchantress were in the tunnel. Was, and he's I like, I'm going to say that. And he's like, <laughs> Okay, baby, you transform and then I'll and then I'll plant this bomb and then like, it was oh, like, when did you get there? Where like, exactly yeah, are you? Like, wait, what? And then she was she transformed and then he goes, she's gone rogue and she's the villain of the movie now. Was basically the conversation <laughs> yeah. he had with with Amanda Waller yeah, through his earpiece. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like yeah, stab, stab, like, stab. And then yeah. all of a sudden she's with her brother, being like, brother, help me. It's like, wait, yeah. when did all this happen? Sorry, what? 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 Yeah, that was, <laughs> just that just was wait. Just let's just back up a yeah. couple seconds. Yeah, I mean, it was later on the movie, and I still had to piece yeah. it together afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that was one where it was like, oh, okay, that doesn't make sense. But at the same time, it's like, who gives a shit? Just set up a stupid premise for them to go fight, and then let's just watch them be silly. You know, the really and then we had is that, okay, so yeah, that that scene was such a disaster afterwards. When you yeah. started doing the flashback, I'm like, oh, well, now we're gonna get the explanation. But the explanation yeah. was literally like five extra seconds of footage. Yeah. Like, what? All you needed <laughs> yeah. to do was show that the first time. And yeah, it did, yeah. like I thought, oh, there's gonna be some really neat revelation. Oh no, they just butchered it the first they just, <laughs> yeah, they just went it, like line redacted, redacted, yeah. redacted. See, I would have actually gone in the opposite direction, uh, and not had them do the first scene at all and only do it in the explanation afterwards. Because one of the cool things about like Assault on Arkham, for example, is that the team has no idea what the fuck is going on until they're in the thick of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the fact, and, and, and we the as the viewers who are kind of interpreting what we're seeing through the lens of the Suicide Squad should be put in the same position where it's like, hey, we're going to Gotham. There's no explanation why. You're just going because Waller says to go, and Rick Flagg is also saying to go. Uh, and then, you know, you see this giant lightning storm black hole shit in the sky, and you're like, what the hell is happening and why? Because you don't know. <laughs> you why is the Enchantress explanation is possibly too much? Why is the Enchantress trying to destroy Toronto? She's done nothing. Really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I, I would say, is the Enchantress the worst villain since Ronan the Accuser from Guardians of the Galaxy? Which, to me, is weird, because, like, this... I'm not going to say it parallels the Guardians of the Galaxy, but there's certain comparisons to be made yeah. because 
people are ragging on the Enchantresses for her, like, her convoluted plan. I'll remind you that Ronan the Accuser's plan was, I'm gonna go to this planet and put my, and put, put my stick in the ground and somehow everything will work out for me. <laughs> he basically, I'm gonna go to this planet and I'm gonna eat it. Yeah, that was his bad guy plan. He's like, I now have this purple thing. I would argue that she's slightly, slightly, slightly more sympathetic than Ronan the Accuser, who just wants oh, to yeah. commit genocide. That's his motivation. Yeah, he I want to kill all the things. She at least yeah. was, like, pissed off. Well, she just wanted yeah. her freedom, basically, and, yeah. and she revenge. She Amanda Waller, which made her, you know, suicidal, or, or you know, genocidal, which is understandable. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone feels a little bit like that after they meet Amanda Waller. Ronan the Accuser's thing was, I'm blue and I have different opinions than you. So <laughs> Check out my crazy passport. <laughs> yeah. I did enjoy that they called the, the building that they spent most of the movie in, the, the John Ostrander building, yeah. when they saw that, the, the original creator of the Suicide Squad in the 80s. That was... Uh, well, we got a, we got a few fun like, little uh, nods like that for people who are fans, because the fact that The Flash was in there as Captain Boomerang's uh, nemesis... Yeah, the fact that we actually had like the Ace Chemicals logo on the back of the wall, the inclusion of Katana in the film. If Katana was there at right all? Like, oh my god! <laughs> so much seconds of explanation. Yeah. Is Katana a good guy in some way, or is she a villain? She is a good guy. No, she's a good guy in the yeah. comics. Her, her and uh, she's in the Outsiders. Batman trained. Yeah, her. which is why she's not lot. part of the Suicide Squad. She's okay. just there helping Rick Flag. <laughs> Which, with no explanation, and, and everything Rick Flagg says, and this wasn't the fault of uh, what's his, of uh, Joel Kinnaman at all, who I thought was really good in this film as Rick Flagg, but anytime he had to talk about Katana, it was just horrible exposition sentences. Yeah, where yeah. He's just like, like, here she is, this and Katana. here's why, and then here's why she's yeah. talking to her sword in this scene. Yeah. <laughs> Which at least is a scene that they kind of did. I have yeah. expected someone to pull like a Brock Samson and be like, "Oh, why do you sword guys all have to talk about your sword? <laughs> How cool your yeah. swords are!" <laughs> exactly what it was. Yeah. What I was actually true. expecting is for that to be like a the the Deus Ex Machina of the movie, where she eventually like because they had that scene at the end where like Harley's kind of coming up to the Enchantress and it seems like she's gonna you know, kneel before her and sell, sell the team out and everything. And then she picks up the sword and I'm like, Oh, they're going to steal her sword, her soul in the sword. It's perfect. They already explained this. It actually yeah. has like a thing. And then they just cut her heart out. And I'm like, well, I guess I didn't explain that too. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I was, I was fine with it, but it's just, you could have taken Quintana completely out of this film. But to me, this is, and this goes back to the Marvel stands at all. Cause like the people who are saying like, Oh, you know, the Joker was, he was, there was no reason you take him out of the film. Why was Katana in this film? Like, like, this is them talking, like, the one side of the, uh, out of their mouth, they're going, oh man, Katana was really terrible. Why was she in this film? It was so bad. But then the other side of their mouth, they're going, oh man, I love that Spider-Man appearance in Civil War. That was so necessary. <laughs> we needed that. Like, oh, that wasn't horribly shoehorned in at all. I mean, we needed to see Spider-Man. Like, oh, God. Yeah, that's, a, that's like, a good point. <laughs> people have, it's people having their cake and eating it. It's not it exactly one-to-one, but, I mean, you can't complain no. when one company doesn't and the other one doesn't just because yeah. you like them more. Because, <laughs> like, because my thing, you, you should be, like, because as far as I go with Katana, because Katana is one of my favorite underrated DC characters. So when I see her on the big screen and do cool stuff and she's like talking to her sword and slicing guys heads off. And like when this, when the Captain Boomerang tries to take off, she was absolutely ready to just cut his head right off. I was like, that's fucking fun. And it didn't, <laughs> did it need to be in the movie? 
No. Was it fun as hell? Yeah. Well, and going back to Assault on Arkham, I mean, that's a decent replacement yeah. for, like, a Black Spider-type character, right? Who's there to do yeah. the right thing and, you know, isn't yeah. a villain per se, just happens to be a guy who kills people. Um, let's start with Lee Pock. How did you feel about uh, Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 all right. That's a good answer. <laughs> all right. Put that on the back of a book. Sure. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure he yelled Jane a bunch of times. You know, he's yeah. also like, I'm going to shoot you. And it yeah. never really did, but whatever. Yeah. I thought he I thought he was good because that, that that's basically the Rick Flag character. So he's the good American. Say, he, player. he played Rick yeah. Flag super well, but Rick Flag isn't a very interesting character. Yeah, no, I mean you like have yeah. a, you know be about as deep as that sword. I, I yeah, like when you, I mean I don't know that they played it super well, but I did like that they gave him some interest by having him have a relationship with the host yeah. of the Enchantress. Although yeah, he kept also, on immediately getting beat up and dragged away by the putties. Yeah, also that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, I mean, like, I just, like, because, I mean, they gave his two big scenes, obviously, were the bar scene where he goes, all right, you know, like, you know, did, did you get to the part where it said that I've been sleeping with the other half of the Enchantress? And then Will Smith was like, yeah. It's the first two times that the putties yeah. kept dragging him off. And yeah. my thought was, here's how they're going to do this and how it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> and they mm. didn't do it this way. But I'm like, someone like Killer Croc is going to, like, because in that bar scene when Rick isn't there yet. He's going to be like, you know, he's the dumb character who never really says anything and, again, has like three and a half lines in the movie. But he's going to be the one who notices, hey, they keep dragging that guy away and not killing him. Like, what's up yeah. with that? And then, like, Harley's just going to, like, hit him upside the head with a bat and just watch as they, get dra- as they drag him away so they know where they're going. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, follow him, guys. And they're, like, tips yeah. behind cars and shit. Yeah. That would have been hilarious. How funny would that have been? Yeah, yeah. that would have been not so bad. Yeah. But Matt, since you brought up the finding that in the book or like reading through that, um, they really uh, fast forwarded that part. It's like, huh? Deadshot finds a book. Cool. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah and then wow. the book at flags. Like, I guess some time has passed. Or he. Yeah, I he love really when they label their quickly. unlocked yeah. binders top secret. Yeah. Like if he had true. just labeled it muffin recipes, he never would have noticed. Yeah, he would have been like, hmm, this is clearly muffin recipes, and then went on from there. It's like an unlabeled binder, but it's like got this giant top secret readme letters on it. Yeah. This, you know what, this whole movie is going to live, this is going to, I think this Suicide Squad movie is going to age well over time. Like, I think if people get, watch it once or twice, you know what its destiny is? Its destiny is to be one of the best cable movies of all time. Like when it comes on uh, the Action Channel yeah, at eleven o'clock on a yeah. yeah at like eleven o'clock on a Friday. Oh yeah, you're gonna be like, like oh, oh sweet Suicide Squad's yeah, on, it's right? It's totally yeah. fine for you to come in halfway through because it doesn't make any sense yeah. anyway. Absolutely, absolutely. So like I, I like it, you're it, watching it, with it someone and they're like, oh, what's this about? You're like, I don't worry about it. <laughs> it's like You'll figure it out. Right? It's like Face Off, where Face Off is fucking ridiculous, but it's also fucking awesome at the same and time. What I actually right? see happening with this movie in our future, personally, is like a year and a half from now when uh, standalone Batman movie is coming out or standalone Harley Quinn movie is coming out, we're going to each have like five beers and do a commentary on this movie. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> they, yeah that, we're definitely doing it. In, in the same way we did with Starship Troopers, where you love it, but it's also ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... 
But I mean, and, I and mean, you got to do it with the theatrical so. cut. If they if it, they make oh. a better director's cut, then no, just ignore that. No, but <laughs> I like, don't need a better cut of this movie. Honestly, I this mean, is about as much as I needed out of Suicide Squad, and it was good enough. Yeah, <laughs> and I, like, I, that's it. I consider this a win. <laughs> I, I think it was good enough and a win, but I feel like there's a better movie there. Yeah, if they, oh, yeah, if they just yeah. rearrange some yeah, stuff absolutely. and added in one or two absolutely. extra scenes or three yeah. or five or whatever. But, but DC needed a foothold, and they, I think they got one. I really hope that this has a – because it had a successful opening weekend. Oh, yeah, uh, it was super successful. They, but so did yeah. BVS, and I really hope that That's, they can hold yeah. on for a couple weeks. <laughs> I think this is, this is the best August opening weekend. Uh, yeah, but like August is notoriously one of the worst months yeah. for movies. Yeah, so I think. This, so. I think this is yeah. So it's you know maybe not a huge bar to go. There's another low hard best one. August weekend asterisk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's it's best opening weekend for a a movie in August in the history of movies. I think is is this yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah. I I feel I read that. Like uh, that's gonna be you brought that up where because BDS. I mean I'm curious to see how whether or not the 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 buzz and the mixed reaction from the internet and the, the mostly negative and the 26% from Rotten Tomatoes right now, which is fucking ridiculous. This is not a 26%. No, especially when BBS no. is like a 35. <laughs> yeah. This, this well, was not only that, but like I was reading that, like people were saying it was worse than like green, green lantern. lantern and like the fantastic four. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, wow, those people are wrong. Did, yes, they, just did they go so far to say that it was worse than the last airbender? No, no, no. Last Airbender. Is like, <laughs> last Airbender. Is like the, no, but like it's the Rotten Tomato system is inherently flawed in in the way well, it, it works. It's, it's super skewed, and you have to realize what that number actually means. Yeah, oh, I know. It's it, it it's like democracy. It may not be perfect, but it's the best system we have. Well, I don't know about that either. <laughs> For now, but the, For now. The, uh, the, the, the thing is, a twenty six basically means that twenty six percent of the uh, reviewers that reviewed it mm-hmm. in this aggregator, uh, basically told people, yeah, it's worth seeing. Uh, yeah. Now, that doesn't seem like a lot, but then you actually look, because there's a tiny number beside that 26 that was like, uh, I think, a 5 out of 10 by the time I looked at it, which was yeah. like the average score that people gave the movie. So even yeah. though it's only a 26, you know, of the people who liked it, and even the people who didn't like it, it's still getting about a 5 out of 10, which, you know, is still below what we're calling it, but it's not, you know, a 2.5 out of 10. Car- Carly brought up a great point. Mm-hmm. It, as far as the tiers of comic book movies, the Internet has put this movie in the, like, shit tier, unfairly, in my opinion. It is in the shit tier right now with Ben Affleck's Daredevil, Fan 4 Stick, the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern, God, really? uh, the Electra movie, you know, like all those. And I don't think it belongs in that one. It even does if, not belong. Even like, you know, I'm, granted, I'm a big fan of a lot of these characters, but that's not fair. <laughs> no, it's, it's, no, it's definitely not in that tier. It is, it, it, it's definitely, now it's not in the tier with Dark Knight and the Winter Soldier. Absolutely by not. Any means, <laughs> but I think it should be in that Thor. Yeah. Captain America. Thor Dark run. World. Not Thor Dark World, because Thor Dark World was, was way worse than that. I watched this movie a million times over before. Like, I watched Suicide Squad a million times before I watched Thor. Thor Dark World so had... So I, but I mean, that's because I love the wall. <laughs> yeah, but, like, Thor Dark World is also... You love Loki. <laughs> they have, yeah, they have one good sequence in that movie when the elves, who are awful, 
like like the el like the elves when they attack Asgard, that is a cool sequence. Other than that, that movie is ass, and the bad guy in it is a is they the the the. the okay. <laughs> we, well, we were talking about bad like terrible bad guy plans. The bad guy in that plan like the bad guy plan in that is I'm gonna attack them with the color red. Like oh, that, yeah, that was right. his, <laughs> that was his plan in in Classic Thor. Like I'm gonna attack Thor with the, with the color red. It was it was pretty terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think like I think it's in that Thor tier. Like if we were if we were to break it down into like five tiers, I think this would be in like tier three. I, I'm not and maybe towards the bottom of tier three. Like in, in in the the official rating system of the crossover podcast, the good, the bad, the man. I have this firmly in meh territory with no chance of climbing up to a good. Uh, and I'd put it at a man plus. Yeah. If I could get a yeah. comparison, where do you rank it among Batman movies? Like, are we saying it's better than Batman Forever? <laughs> if you count it as a Batman movie? I don't. Uh, it's I, I not don't, a Batman like, movie. How could you? No. I, I don't. Guess. But let's just... But like, there are enough There's a widespread of Batman movies and there's enough That's of them you can get yeah, a pretty... There's enough Batman yeah. movie you can use it as a metric. And, and, there's, yeah. and there's not so many that you're lost among the giant it would be, movies. It would be below all three Nolans. Yep. And I think the original 1989 Batman, even though if we watched the 1989 Batman, that's a, it's a tough watch. The 1989 Batman in 2016 is a tough watch and is not really about Batman. It's about the Joker. Uh, But that's neither here nor there. But I I think it's, yeah, but even so, I still love the Nicholson performance in that movie, which remind me to tell you about my Joker theory. Um, I think it's above, and I'm not including any animated stuff here. We're just going live yeah. action. It's below the Nolans. It's below. It's definitely above Batman Returns because Batman Returns is garbage when you rewatch definitely it. Definitely above Batman Returns. Obviously above Batman. Obviously above Batman and Robin. It's definitely above Batman Two, or or no, sorry, Batman and Robin, Batman Returns, Forever. Batman Forever. Forever. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> you haven't like, said I'm like it's above Batman Forever, right? Because I started off with that. Jesus. Yeah, that's, 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 I think, where it is, right? I think it's, I think it, it and Batman Forever are kind of... Just slightly above but, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Yeah, because there's a lot of comparisons you can make to the, to yeah. especially stylistically, the way they did Batman Forever. And that's too. why I asked. That was one of the comparisons yeah. I was trying to sort of make. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm actually, that's I'm a lot lower on stuff. Dark Knight Rises than a lot of people are, but I'd still yeah. say it. Dark Knight Rises is like a hair above Suicide Squad. Yeah, well, Dark Knight Rises, you can drive trucks through the plot holes in that movie, specifically how he got Cable in that prison in the hole in the ground. How about why everyone is so friendly in the fucking prison? That's a whole hellhole. I I don't want to get into it. I could go on for a long time. Oh, yeah, no one seemed like they were actually prisoners in that. Yes, but at the same time. Every time he tries to escape, everyone's like, yeah, go for it. You're my friend. Oh. At the same time, Tom Hardy's Bane. Also, it was never dark in the dark prison because it was it had this giant fucking skylight. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, that's, ah. well, that's just that's just cinematic reasons, Leapock, where it's like we can't have we can't be shooting stuff in black. Yes, you can watch Aliens, you dicks. <laughs> yeah, but it's not Aliens. It's, it's Batman. Ah, it's aliens is a good movie. <laughs> Leapock, darkness. Darkness was not his ally at that point. It was Baines. He was molded by it. Come on! But anyway, (laughs) 
yes, there's giant plot holes in The Dark Knight Rises, but I still think that was a somewhat decent cap on the, the Nolan trilogy. Like, there's enough good stuff in The Dark Knight Rises that it's... It, it, it's oh, yeah, the first, but I'd say the first, are there like, hilarious, if, hilarious the first 15 or 20 minutes of it, if the rest yeah. of it was just Batman doing the bat to see and farting, I still <laughs> actually rate it above several other Marvel, Marvel and DC movies. Yeah. I just like dark Knight rises. Great stuff. We, we should really hurt. All right. Cause a buddy of mine, uh, John Hootie wants to get on and argue dark Knight rises too. Cause he's in the same thing with you, Lee Park, where it's like, there's so many terrible plot holes in that film. I, mean, I'm just like, I know. But... It's like bad things. Like, why is yeah. fucking Miranda's hair still look great after being in, like, fucking the World War II <laughs> ghettos for three months? Yeah. Where is she getting her hairspray? Uh, so bad. And, like, oh, they shut Batman's power off. Like, I'm pre- fairly certain if I stopped paying my power bills, <laughs> they would still give me power for, like, two months before they finally went, all right, they're not going to pay it. Shut them down. Whereas sure Batman even, missed... Even if Batman is in the middle of the desert, he can't <laughs> yeah. catch a flight back to... Back to Gotham, yeah. I just equate that to, to me, now I go super comic book or Batman stan on that, where I just go, hey, you know, he's Batman. He would have something. He, he would figure something out. I mean, I don't know what he he's is got because a I'm not the Batman. buried in the desert out there already. Yeah, exactly, exactly, right? I'm like, I'm like, I'm not the Batman, so I don't know what he did, but I know he's smart enough to know something. <laughs> he's, got, right? he's got his Bat ATM cards hidden all over the street. <laughs> yeah, with the back credit card from Batman and Robin, he's like, ha ha, they didn't discard it, and it's good through. Forever. Forever, guys. <laughs> yes! Yes! Oh, high five, man! He's like, thank uh, you, American yes. Express. Oh! That was a reference worth making. Count it. That was <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Uh, but anyway. Anything else you want to talk about? Is there anybody we missed in, in, in terms of performance? I don't... As much as, like, everybody was shitting on the Suicide Squad, nobody had anything bad to say about the performances in the movie, oh. I thought. Like, nobody oh. was like... Yeah, the, the the few people that we see often enough to actually get performances out of kind of killed it. Uh, yeah. Other than possibly Jared Leto, and your mileage may vary on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think we got a good Ben Affleck for all of, I like, don't... 45 seconds. Now, is there any chance, if Affleck... Because we know Affleck's writing his his own Batman. Mm-hmm. Does he keep this Joker? I know I don't think it'll matter because I don't think he's going to start with. I think he's going to run the Chris Nolan playbook on this one, and he's going to pick like the Scarecrow or somebody to do his first one. I don't think he's going to come with the Joker right away. Uh, but. Do you think he keeps the Jared Leto Joker going forward? I think that they kind of have to. They're trying yeah. to build the universe here. Yeah, I yeah, I hope they do because like I think I think I, yeah, we, I think Bill is right with the them building the universe. Like they can't mm-hmm. just change who's the Joker or what the Joker is unless they have it as like um, some sort of copycat or it's like it's someone trying to be the Joker, but it's not the Joker. Or they do a real and then they could have the real Joker come in. And, like, fucking waste them. They get some off-brand Joker. He's got, like, an umlaut over an O. He's the, yeah. he's the Utica. Yeah. Well, someone had the theory that it was... Uh, someone on the internet had the theory that Leto was playing Jason Todd. And Jason Todd was twisted by the Joker, much like in Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. 
someone yeah, wanted to spin yeah. So if they wanted to, they could spin that web. But I, I think that, like, if, if I'd have seen that, like, I, I'll forgive a lot. If I'd have seen that, I would have been like, yeah, that isn't very good. Plus, they should save Jason Todd and do the Red Hood Vigilante if they're going to do yes, they should. fucking Jason Todd, right? Much so, better story. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, is there, um, let me ask you guys. Before we go, I want to ask each one of you what your favorite part of this movie was. Let's start with Carly. My favorite part? Favorite part of the entire movie. Just, it does, could be line, could be sequence, could be whatever. Oh, I don't know. That's really hard. Let me go last. All right, we'll let her go last. I'll <laughs> say mine. I, I enjoyed. All right. I enjoyed the bit where... I, I like I enjoyed the sequence where Waller just shot everybody who was in the in the thing, which I get why the critics would be like, Why the hell did that happen? But I'm like, Oh, that's the fucking wall. So is that Waller? Like is that in her character to just Oh fuck okay. yes. Because <laughs> like, again, I'm just someone who does yeah. a little more than dip a toe but doesn't yeah. know. <laughs> Look yeah, up cold blooded. <laughs> yeah, she is straight up cold blooded. Okay. She's like this, this room is full of people who could crack or say something or talk. I better murder them before I leave this room. That way you know, I, I don't have any loose like she's not a person who leaves loose ends. Right. Like, what the shit it's, in that room is <laughs> no yeah, one can be allowed to repeat any of <laughs> Yeah. And so I, I like that, and then I liked the bit where, like, Harley got away in in the thing, and then she was doing, like, the Cirque du Soleil stuff on the thing, and then... Uh, oh, from the helicopter. Like, yeah, from the helicopter, and, and he goes, I'll give you a million dollars to shoot her, and he's, he's just like, she did, and then he shoots, but then he looks back at her and goes, I missed, and I was like, oh, well played, Will Smith, well played. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed that stuff. Uh, Kevin Miller, what was your favorite part? Uh, going on a similar theme, because you know how I love the wall. Uh, yeah. Even more I love the wall is I love interactions between the wall and Bruce Wayne. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, we haven't yeah, even talked about that. going with that TS scene that we have not talked about, because good goddamn. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, put a pin in that. I'm, I'm writing it down so we don't forget. Put a pin in that. We'll talk about that. Uh, Rob Callflesh, what was your favorite? Uh, for me... It has to be uh, one. I was super thrilled with the uh, the Alex Ross uh, throwback or like the, yeah, yeah. the that cover that that shot. Um, yeah, just yeah. The, just yeah. hearing Harley Quinn say Mister J. Yeah, I'm like okay, yes. <laughs> I just I wanted to hear that, and I wasn't sure if it was going to happen because I didn't know how the Joker was going to be used and what type of relationship they were going to have. So it could have gone either way on whether they did or not. So I was very happy to to hear that. Some some glorious person. I don't know how they did it. They must have a bootleg or something, but they already have a still of that cover oh, yeah. and have it side by side with the Leto and uh, Margot Robbie characters of, of that, that Alex Ross cover. Nice. That's, that's a fucking brilliant. I need to dig that out and I'll, I'll lend that to you, Rob, because that one, the ending. I can't remember. So I, I Actually, I might have already read it. I don't think I have it, though. Well, do you want me to spoil it for you? Or? No, just in case I haven't actually read it. <laughs> just in case you haven't actually read it. Don't spoil it for me. Because because if you want me to read it, it I'm going to read it. <laughs> right. that's, uh, the, uh, one other thing, because um, I forgot to mention it way back, just from all the trailers, not knowing anybody who was in this, um, when it showed the Enchantress the first time in the trailer, I'm like, ooh, who is that? 
the yeah. no surprise for me is like, oh, you have a sexy black magic user. It's like, yeah. Okay. She's basically evil Shazam is what it is, where yeah. she has like a she has a code word where the other entity comes out and goes back, but is evil, yeah. and and the entity tries to take over her body as opposed to, you know, be awesome and fight crime. God, I love Shazam. Uh, Mike, Mike Lee Fox, favorite part of the movie? Um, my favorite, I guess, thing in the movie, um, not really any one part or line, mm. but I'm going to go with the relationship between the Joker and Harley Quinn. I thought it was good. I thought it really drove a lot of the movie. And honestly, I was rooting for them the whole time. I was yeah, like, every time they were doing something, I was like, yeah, do it. <laughs> get away. And like the scene where like the, where the Joker took over that, uh, the the plant or not the plant but like the lab with the doctor and then he like slammed the iPad on the wall with the guy's wife yeah. And, oh yeah and the guy's wife was just like do whatever he wants and I'm like babe I hope you'd hold out a little longer than that <laughs> in a situation like you you I know my wife would have stayed a little tougher than that she'd have been like don't do it <laughs> and then I would have cracked because I'm a pussy <laughs> I'd have been like don't hurt her and then she would have lost all respect for me. I will absolutely sell you out, Carol. <laughs> I didn't say I would sell her out. I said I you would crack immediately. I would be the one who cracks immediately. <laughs> oh, like, well, all right, okay, don't hurt her. Don't hurt her. <laughs> and then Carly would lose all respect for me for not yeah, keeping boy. it tough. <laughs> anyway, right. anyway uh, what was your favorite part, babe? Quite a couple. I really like the same as Cav. Like, I really like the last scene because... If you watch... Pumping both like, my arms in the air right now, Carly. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch, like, any of, like, the animated stories or whatever... Like, Justice League. I, I love yeah. that she just always knows who everyone is. Like, she's just so smart. I, I love that. I think that that's really cool. And I actually really liked... Like, okay, say what you will about the Enchantress, but I really thought that the part in the cave was really, really cool. And I, like, I don't know if everybody knows this, but one of my favorite DC characters is Raven. Yeah, and she's yeah. really she's got that dark kind of, but mm-hmm. she's kind of one of the good guys, like as far as I know. And yeah. I, it was kind of neat to see, like kind of a similar version of Raven. It was neat to see some of the of, black magic guys. Yeah, like yeah. I liked it. I thought that was really cool. In lieu of Zatanna, we got the Enchantress. Yeah, that was That's cool. not bad either. I, mean, I want to add no, a caveat to mine. Where Go ahead. My favorite thing about the movie was the relationship, but my single favorite shot was the transformation scene into Enchantress. Yeah. When she, yeah, where, where like, the hand where they, comes oh, up and grabs yeah. the other hand and flips yeah. around. I th- I, yeah, I thought that was yeah, because really cool. like I like that's so creative. Because my mind would have been like, they're like, okay, guys, here's what we're gonna do. She's gonna say enchantress, and then we'll have like some smoke, and then she'll <laughs> and come out. Sheet will come down. Yeah, no, it's not that bad. Probably there'll be smoke, and then then the enchantress will come out of the smoke. That'll be cool, right? I got your beat. Enchantress, turn off the light, turn back on the light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like that, uh, like, yeah, that sequence with, with the hand when it flipped over. Yeah. God, that yeah. was Whoever Call it hot topic if you will, but I really like the visual style of this movie in general. I did too, because it was yeah. meant to be a little, little, little quirky, a little fun. Right? A little neon. <laughs> yeah, it just. I'm, it's nice to see some fucking color after it's, watching the... It's Gotham like, City night. at night with the lights on. <laughs> yeah. What was the city they said this one was? Mid-city? Mid, they, yeah, they called it Midtown, which I figured as part Midtown? of... Uh, was it Midtown? I thought it was New Midway York City. Or Gotham. I thought it was Midway yeah, was, City. Yeah, I thought it was Midway City, too, which is a D.C. city. I forget. Oh, okay. Maybe that's a, I think that's where the stupid 
Hawk people reside, oh. like Hawkman and Hawk Girl, who are my least mm. favorite of yeah, my least favorite on the DC roster are Hawkman and Hawk Girl. I just they are not my guys whatsoever. Yeah, I yeah. put oh. Aquaman back in the Justice League, please. <laughs> I cannot put yeah. Hawk Girl. <laughs> yeah, that end sequence. Well, I don't know. Well, the reason they did that was they needed to get another. Female. I know why they did it. I get that. <laughs> Listen. And even then, that Justice League animated version of Hot Girl was probably the most likable, while not grim. being very, yeah, while not being very likable at all. But like I, more I, I guess likable is not really the word. I say most tolerable yeah, is probably a better. My second season, no one liked her. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like oh god. But yeah, the end credit scene with 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 Affleck and the wall like going you should stop working nights that was one moment where uh, just my fanboy i was just like Yee! i was waiting for it i'm like she's gonna call him out before he leaves here because he's running yeah. his meeting right now and the wall does not let people run meetings <laughs> yeah like i thought she was gonna say something funny like uh you know well she said you know stop working nights i thought she was gonna say something like get out of here bat boy or something like that you know just to really well, drive it, was, it was it was reminiscent of the scene in uh just the unlimited where yeah. i think she says like yeah. you know she, she, like, she's talking to Batman, actually. Yeah. And she calls him yeah. like, rich boy or something like that. Yeah, she goes, like, stay out of our way, and then takes a couple stack, steps away from him, and then turns around and goes, rich boy. <laughs> and then Batman's like, oh, crap. <laughs> like, uh, knows who I am. Well, there was that, that scene was also in uh, Assault on Arkham. Yeah, and it's very, yeah. And it's very rare for a female to know who Batman's identity is with Batman, you know, revealing it so he can sleep with her. So, like, like that's the classic Batman trope. Yeah, well, and it's it's one of these things that I like that is always in one of these Justice League movies or shows or whatever the case is, is whenever the shit is done, (laughs) you always kind of have these coda, you know, Batman and Waller talking it out. Yeah. And it's always and and one it, of them accusing the other one of shitting the bed. <laughs> yeah, and it speaks so well to her character of okay, I know who the Batman is, and I could expose him, but why would I do that? It doesn't help me whatsoever to because like she she knows that the like yeah well the as Batman, soon as she exposes him, what's he gonna expose? <laughs> yeah, not only yeah exactly because he knows everything, so she and knows she can that use it as like leverage. yeah yeah yeah, and she can use it as leverage and stuff, and and also Batman is also kind of a feeder system for the Suicide Squad, right? <laughs> Which we saw in the movie where he is the one who captured Deadshot yeah. well, she based needs, on she her... She needed to let him tip. know that he doesn't hold all the cards. Absolutely, right? Where she also has... She's like, hey, I also have trump cards. Yeah, she's like, me. I'm in this game too, so... She's, she's yeah, kind of Luthor, which I like. <laughs> yeah. Put some respect on the name, as, as Birdman would say. Whoa! Uh, God, yeah, it's just... I get why the critics don't like it because it, it it absolutely watched like a comic book where you kind of had to fill in the blanks yourself. Mm-hmm. When critics don't want to do that, they they want to give uh, they want it to stand on, alone. They want it to stand alone. Yeah, they want uh, they want to give away Oscars yeah. to the spotlight and the King's Speech and American Beauty and, <laughs> and, and other trash <laughs> movies. <Shakespeare>. <laughs> Well, yeah, she, oh, well, if God. this movie were to be <laughs> in that category, they needed to make it longer. Like they needed to fill yeah. it in more. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and Affleck's also, in this movie. They love giving Ben Affleck Oscars. <laughs> yeah, and they don't like doing. And we don't want to stand up like BBS, where BBS had an extra forty-five minutes on it compared to this. Yeah. Still didn't explain anything. <laughs> Still didn't explain anything, and was just like I like I was waiting for Batman Superman to end. I wasn't waiting for this movie to end like 
Batman, like I yeah. was for Batman. Superman. No, like Batman. I said, I got 20 minutes into this, and I'm like, hey, I still enjoy this. This is fun. <laughs> what a novelty. Yeah. So I think the final rating, like the overall rating for the crossover podcast, I think is we're all comfortable with a seven out of ten, right? Yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah. I like I and with really no chance of going higher or, uh, yeah, I just th- I think it's locked in at a seven and it it has no chance of going higher. And the destiny for this movie is absolutely to be shown on cable a bunch of times. Sure, uh, sure. but cable I'm, is I, still a thing. Yeah, yeah true. Years. Assuming it's still a thing. Yeah, it's assuming cable is still a thing in five years. But I will happily <laughs> add it to my rotation of movies to just toss on and watch just as background noise and, and then constantly end up watching. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, cause, and, and just, and I'll say this, unlike Batman Superman, like I'll never watch that movie again. Like I'll randomly pop onto YouTube and be like, Batman warehouse scene, Batman Superman, and then just watch Affleck, you know, doing that for three sequence minutes, yeah. for three minutes. But I won't ever be like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? Watch, watch Batman three Superman. hours of Batman Superman. <laughs> yeah, I'll never do that. What if you want to take Suicide. a nap and need some background noise? Yeah, yeah. I have nothing Suicide to do for the next ten months. I will. I will. I will see again. Well, and even like when you're watching Batman versus Superman, and they do kind of the computer scene where they're looking at. Um, the members of the Justice League. Yeah. I liked the ending of the Suicide Squad where it didn't really give you much, but he mentioned, yeah. like, I got it under control. Like I, He's like, I'm building my own team, which is kind of weird because I I get there because they're going with the reverse of because uh, Batman is assembling the Justice yeah, League, whereas in, how it goes. Yeah, in the, in the in usual... Defense, Superman's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got air quotes around that, right? I, I, yes, I am making giant air quotes. Air quotes Superman's dead, asterisk. Superman? No, he's not really dead. The dust came up on his casket. At the yeah, he wasn't even dead at the end of that movie. <laughs> yeah. So fucking stupid. Oh, God. But, uh, yeah, Batman's never the guy who assembles the Justice League. He doesn't even like or trust most of the members in the Justice League. He trusts, like, two guys. He trusts Barry and Oliver Queen. And he only trusts Oliver Queen because he's like... Yeah, he's human like me. <laughs> he's, he's like me. I can trust him because I know when the shit goes you down. You and me, normies like, can go out for a drink. That's exactly what it is. I can't remember. I can't remember where it was, but there was like an internal dialogue where Batman was hanging around with the Justice League, and we were in Batman's head, and Batman just goes, "I'd never tell him this, but Oliver is the only one in this room I trust." And then he like is like looking around, scowling at everybody else in the Justice League with, with their dumb superpowers and stuff like that. <laughs> Shining Knight. <laughs> yeah. He's just like... Oh, plastic God. Man. Yeah, he's just like, oh, God. He's like, not even Plastic Man. <laughs> he's like, I only trust Oliver Queen. Yeah, especially uh, you, but especially Plastic Man. <laughs> yeah, it's so to me, that's just so Batman. For him to be the guy... It, so it's definitely an off-model Superman or Batman, especially from that Justice League trailer they showed us where he's like quipping with like Wonder Woman and... Uh, Aquaman, Aquaman, and assembling the Justice yeah, League. You can't, have like, a, you can't have a DCEU trailer without Batman giving the worst line in it. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you bleed? Is it better or worse than I hear you talk to fish? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the line you end your trailer on. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, the the point I was going to bring up, and this seems like a good enough point to sag into it. Um, Coming out of BVS, I was really worried about everything we were going to get for the next few years for uh, DCEU. And now having seen a couple of trailers at a Comic-Con 
and having seen, uh, you know, the, the reasonable success of uh, Suicide Squad, like, I'm really excited for this Wonder Woman movie now. <laughs> well, the jury's still on the squad because uh, the, the second... This, the second weekend. Oh, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, the second uh, weekend then, will be very telling because... But I'm not talking about, like, financial like, success. I was happy with it. That's all I care about. Because the internet can kill flicks. Like, like they have... Abs- like, the internet killed... Now, Fan Forstick was a terrible film. But the internet also had that movie dead on arrival, based on on all the buzz that was coming out of it. Now, the thing about fa- the Fantastic Four is, based on all the stories we heard about the way Josh Trank was um, behaving on set, the documentary about Fantastic Four, like the documentary about the making of Fant- Fan Four Stick, will be better than the actual like Fantastic Four. Right? Yeah, Hearts of Darkness. <laughs> yeah, there are just so many stories of just of. Trank acting crazy and fighting with the studio. Yeah, I heard a story about where he, uh, on his last day in his house, he like smeared shit all over the walls. I want to see that in the yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, I'd see that, that before Because <laughs> what's his face? John Schnell, uh, who made the great documentary called, uh, oh God, what the hell was it called? Uh, but it was, it was about the, I forget the title of it right now. I'll try to look it up, but it was basically about the uh, the the '90s Superman movie that fell apart. That that was originally like it was going to be direct. Basically, Warner Brothers had on tap a Superman movie that was going to be directed by Tim Burton Ugh. and starring <laughs> and and starring uh, Nick Cage. It was like Kevin Smith, you know yeah. that like yeah, when Kevin Smith joke. tells that like half half an hour story in. Uh, his first in the evening with Kevin Smith about, you know, writing a script for Superman yeah. and then he gets taken over. It was about that. And for a bunch of, for basically a cadre of reasons that movie never got made. And this guy named John Schnell, I think made a uh, documentary about why that movie never got made. And it was, it was really good. It, it just, it, it, it's a great piece of, of fanboy just, Historia, I guess, of, of, of why that movie never got made, and, and it, was, it was just crazy. And I would like to see somebody eventually down the line make that documentary for Fan Four Stick because I think it would be damn interesting to get the. I want because I really want the full story behind that one. Oh, uh, uh, is there anything else anybody wants to mention on the Suicide Squad? I have the opening scene with the brother was really good. <laughs> oh, that was fun. <laughs> the scene, the opening scene with the brother. What you say? Uh, the opening scene with the brother. That was also really good. Like when she for, like forces it into common the rapper. Well, when he, not, he had not no that part, but I mean there. when he uh, when he transforms into his monstrous form. Yeah, and then El Diablo got a final form too, where he turned yeah. into that like tiki monster. Yeah, I thought that was like, what, some sort of Aztec god or something. That's like what I yeah. Figured, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, oh, didn't see that. Yeah, and they're all white on. Yeah, because he just had fire powers in this. Because his his actual powers in the comics are all of his tattoo, like his his powers come from his tattoos, and he basically does like a grab. He has a grab bag of power, like shadow and fire powers. But every time he uses them, the tattoos come off his body, and then so he has to put like the tattoos back That's on in order to keep. Them, yeah. yeah, basically, so his powers are finite <laughs> in. in in the comic, which is kind of a cool aspect. Yeah, yeah. Also, in this, he did the Iceman, where he was reluctant and then went full hog and then did a full body transformation. Yeah, and then turned himself into some sort of Aztec monster, which was cool as hell, I thought. Yeah. That was a fun scene. I'm like, even lots though, of another, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, even though it's like... It, it's like when you watch Godzilla fight 
you know, another giant monster, and you're like, this is dumb, but I love every second yeah, of it. Right? Like, is this isn't even my final form. <laughs> yeah, that was basically it, right? Yeah, yeah, it was, and when I was watching it, I kind of felt like I was watching Pacific Rim, but whatever, that was fun, too. Yeah. <laughs> I also yeah. love the fact when they're like, lure him into the corner, and he's like, okay, and basically picks him up and carries him there. Okay, <laughs> yeah. like, Dude, I don't think lure means what you think it means, but whatever, whatever works. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you need to do. Oh, God. Um, yeah, so crossover podcast official rating on the Suicide Squad is a seven. And if you haven't gone to seen it yet, see it yet, I don't know why you listen to all of this pod, but yeah, go. <laughs> it's worth, honestly, it's worth the eight bucks to go see it. And if Rob Kaufflash and I, in service of this podcast, can take eight bucks out of our like hard earned dollars and slap it down and say, give us a ticket to Fan Four Stick just so we have something to talk about on a random like day in yeah. April or whenever the hell that was. Yeah, last August, I wish I could uh, have been on that podcast. I, I kind of blanked that out. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I thought yeah. movie on a date. <laughs> I, I will clarify. Yeah. I actually had to spend sixteen dollars on this because I had to see it in three D. So I just oh, went all out uh, and went in like the Atmos sound and all of that stuff too. Turns out that's mm-hmm. sixteen dollars. Yeah. yeah, but I mean. You wouldn't, I, I, to this day, I still, there's only one movie I've actually attended. Like, I didn't even want my money back for Fan Forestick because I knew it was going to be terrible and I was just doing it oh, for the pod. <laughs> but the only one I want my money back for still to this day is The Last Airbender. Yeah. And I will get my, I, I will get my $32 back oh, from Like Roman. a drinking game now, Pierce. Take a shot every yeah. time Pierce demands his money back for Last Airbender. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I'm surprised it took this back. Time. I had brought it up earlier in this show. Yeah. <laughs> and he <laughs> didn't go off on it. No, he restrained himself because I said, oh, here we go. <laughs> Back then, too. No, I'm just saying. Well, Stan Lee had a rule. Hey, listen, man, have... I got my stuff like that. I mean, take a shot every time Miller badmouths Zack Snyder on this podcast. Well, Stan Lee has a rule, and this applies to this, to this thing because it's comic-related. He has a rule, and you have to treat every comic like it was somebody's first. So you might have to do a little bit of explaining. And I have the same thing where I'm going to treat every pod like it might be somebody's first. And some of the inside jokes we'll have, I will explain from time to time. That being one of them, where I will get my damn $32 back <laughs> from M. Night Shyamalan before I expire on this earth. I don't know how, I don't know when, but by God, it'll happen. Uh, if I could leave us all on one final note here, I just want to read an excerpt of a fun article I found. I don't know how, I don't know how verifiable this is, but... Uh, Will Smith had some uh, comments to make about Jared Leto that his PR people had to then try to smooth over and not so easily. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys heard about this at all. No. Uh, So an excerpt from this article from a site that I never heard of before, AboveAverage.com. Will Smith on Jared Leto's Joker uh, quoted as saying, I don't like Jared Leto. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, this Friday, Suicide Squad hit theaters worldwide and introduces people to the idea that sometimes the bad guys can be good. When it comes to Jared Leto, who is playing the Joker in the new film, everyone is comparing his performance to that of the late Heath, Leather, Heath Ledger. Uh, when asked his thoughts on Jared Leto's Joker, co-star Will Smith simply said, I don't like Jared Leto. It's hard to draw a comparison. I think that's what Will meant, added Will's PR spokesperson, Frank Duchamp. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I think. So, when, asked, yeah. when Will was asked again about Lido on Good Morning America, he said, I straight up do not like that dude. He's an ass. On set, we were all professionals except him. I had a cast party at my house and did not invite him because I knew he'd like to steal my family photos and eat them. Yeah. I think 
Will means to say that they all actors have different approaches, and he's excited for everyone to see the film. <laughs> and the article goes on from there. Yeah, there were there were a lot of stories of Leto doing like weird stuff to the cast because uh, Leto's one of those weird method actors, right? Where he has to try to stay in character all the time, so if he was doing continue. like <laughs> weird, weird stuff. But the one thing he didn't do was he never apparently he never fucked with Viola Davis. Like that was the one person he never <laughs> like apparently he fucked with everybody but her because he he knew not to <laughs> mess with. So even the Joker knows not to mess with the wall, people. <laughs> like. And as for reflections so, on NPR this morning, Will Smith added, dude threw a dead pig on our read-through table. <laughs> dude was yeah. at at 6 a.m. during breakfast, pissing in my oatmeal and shit. I can't be more clear. I hate Jared Leto and his 30 seconds to Mars bullshit. I hate him and wish he could just act and be normal and shut up. I don't think the dude has a normal, though, and we should all stop giving him attention. No matter what my PR guy says, this is how I really feel. <laughs> somebody somebody at the Ringer wrote a uh, the ringer.com today i never got a chance to i've got it like googled but the the title of the article was basically jared leto's like the two years leading up to the suicide squad jared leto spent more time playing the joker than the eight minutes he got in the film yep was essentially the line and i was like whatever i mean certainly hope he spent more than eight minutes preparing for a role yeah yeah exactly right like just was it worth yeah. it though was it worth it <laughs> Leto's weird. I, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go that far if I was an actor to be doing like just to be fucking with people like that. But I mean, I hope this doesn't affect the ability for Leto and Will Smith to work together in the DC universe going forward. That's what I hope. That's that's as long as we get more Amanda Waller in the DC universe, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, me too. me too. I agree. Um, well, thanks a lot for doing this, you guys. I mean, it it. it uh, took a while like i mean i I was i'm glad this is over now because i feel like i can relax because i was seething waiting to get this most of this stuff off my chest specifically that spider-man thing that that was bugging the crap out of me the the people <laughs> just going like ah oh, these appearances are so unnecessary i'm like yeah so was spider-man's and we all fucking loved it so like yeah, I, I wasn't as tense going into this as i was for bvs but i'm happy to say that i, I you know i can breathe a sigh of relief now <laughs> Yeah, that it, I, there were a lot this of movie, of relief, I think. Yeah, it, it was decent. It's not a masterpiece of epic proportions by any means, but it it, it it's by golly, was it fun? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a fun. My review might like, as well be good enough. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fun. Couple couple problems with the movie, but overall, it's it's fun and, and worth going to see. And I hope it doesn't tail off like Batman Superman did at the box office. That's what I hope. I think it will because the internet buzz is is not good. Well, one or the other. Right. Like I said, there, there are two extreme approaches, and I think that we're, yeah. you know, even in a middle ground between them. And we are fans, mm -hmm. a lot of us. Yeah. Uh, haters going to hate. Like, well, yeah, but I haters also don't think that anybody, because I don't think that anybody would accuse me of being a DC stan, because I got on this, even though, like, given the choice, I would pick DC over Marvel if, you know, I had, if, gun to my head. Yeah. But... I just, I couldn't, like, like I, I sat in this exact same room and shat all over Batman versus Superman, right? Like, I, I tore that movie movie a third corn mm -hmm. shoot on, on this pod, so I don't think anybody would accuse me of ever being yeah. a decent Towing fan. the company line. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not that. And, I mean, like, if I see something I don't like or I, th I, I think is unjust, I'm, I'm going to call it out, and I'm going to say that for this movie. I think all of the hate... 
that it is getting is completely unjustified. Heard it here first. Matt Pierce is the only person on the internet with integrity. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And if you'll give me Fuck a second, y'all. get jump off my high horse here and uh, get get off this spot. But I'm just saying, like jump it, off your high horse and fall right off that ivory tower. Why did you have a horse on that tower? <laughs> you can't have an ivory tower without a horse, Miller. That's just crazy talk. Uh, even my checks are made of ivory. Uh, anyway, I think that's it. I think we've talked about the Suicide Squad long enough. I say go see it. Uh, seven out of ten. Worth your money. Thanks for doing this, everybody. Thanks to my lovely wife. Thanks to Lee Pock and Rob and, and Kevin for doing this. Yep. Uh, Thanks for having us. We got a little break from you guys for a bit. I'm not sure next time we'll be on because... Uh, we got Luke Cage coming up. And we got a new trailer yeah. coming out tomorrow, actually. What's the trailer? A new Luke Cage trailer. Oh, nice. Okay, Apparently. I'm excited for it. it might be a while because... Uh, it is sports time, but obviously we're going to get you guys back on to talk other nonsense, and there'll be the days where we're just sitting around going, hey, let's do a commentary to something stupid. Yeah, well, sure if nothing else, we'll have a Luke Cage review. Worst yeah, and then scenario, we... uh, Rogue One comes out at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. We, we got like there's all four Harry, Doctor Strange is at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Harry Potter out we'll get uh the, you mentioned luke cage i mean there's other stuff yeah. it's just it's not coming out for a while it's, it's not for at least two weeks for us <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. exactly right. two weeks you don't have to jump months ahead that's true <laughs> um yeah that's it take care everybody thanks for listening to the crossover podcast and we'll see you next week for some football talk we're gonna be helping you gamble on the national football league over-unders for the the Wintels. Uh, which are some of the stupidest bets, but by God, are they fun as hell to do. Uh, Take care, you guys, and we'll see you next week.